Welcome to They Mostly Podcast at Night, episode 202, Things Heard and Seen. Mistrust this podcast. I, mean, I wouldn't trust us either. I wouldn't trust us either. We're no. not trustworthy. We, not at all. Especially after what, what I texted you this week. I, I, no, it was not a good week. Remember I told you I threatened to draw and quarter somebody. Has oh. been drawn and quartered, and yes. then I also threatened to kill someone else with a, with a uh, knife at work. It yes. was not a good week for me. It was not a good week for you. I was you, threatening clearly. people everywhere. Trust me, if you dealt with my billing department, you would understand why people should be drawn and quartered. Trust me. I understand billing departments, but oh, just you wait. <laughs> just wait. Hey, chaos. Well, I am a biller, so you are a biller. Yeah, luckily you're not in my billing department because I have to have you drawn and quartered, apparently. Apparently. Ugh. I'm glad I'm not either. Hi, um, I am your host, Chaos. I'm Carnage. <laughs> How are you doing, Carnage? Chilling like a villain, apparently. Oh, or killing. Killing like a villain. Killing like a villain. How about you? I am... The only thing I can think to say of is what you'll kill me for I know. saying. I hate it every time. So I won't. I, 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 um, I'm fine. How about that? You're sloppy like a frat boy. Admit it. What? Sloppy drunk like a frat boy. Admit it. You're sloppy drunk tonight. Sloppy drunk like a frat boy? Yeah. It's a new phrase for you. I don't know. Go with it. Okay. <laughs> Except I don't touch alcohol because when I do, it makes me unbearably sick. Which is kind of fun for me, though. You missed it at my birthday. You missed the sickness. Oh, I left before the puking. Yes. You, you left before it happened. And ladies and gentlemen, she had one. I <laughs> they had one Long Island iced tea. Hey, for the record, if you chug a top shelf Long Island iced tea... You will be sick. It's not like I just had one. You didn't chug that thing. I mean, you took your time drinking. It's like you nursed it, but you took your time. I did not take my time. We Uh -uh. were there for a while. No. I did warn everyone away from that place. I'm like, the ambiance is cool. It'd be cool for a drink, but dinner. eh." That place is, I was so disappointed. We're calling out the haunted house in Lakewood. Yeah. Sorry, guys. So disappointed. Food was horrible. Service sucked. And it and if you go on their website, they make it seem totally different than what it is. Yeah, and it's I mean like the the decorations are cool. Yeah. But everything else sucked. Yeah. And it was like it was like a kids restaurant. I really oh, yeah. don't understand what the hell that was about either. We were so excited because they're like, We're gonna do horror trivia and then we're like going up to answer and like there's all these kids running around like to go answer I'm like, Oh it's it for was the for kids. kids. And, Great. And all of the birthday stuff was like for kids. And it was just, there were all these kids running around the whole time. And I was just like, what is this? If you go on their website, it looks like it's a fancy sit down restaurant with adults, like an for, adult restaurant. For an adult restaurant that happens to be horror themed. And you think, how cool. Oh my gosh. This seems amazing, but you actually go there and it's just chaos. It's like fucking Chuck E. Cheese. It's like, it's horror Chuck E. Cheese. That's what it is. It was terrible. I was so disappointed. And the and like Carnage said, the food was bad. The service was bad. 
how do you make a burger taste metallic? That's what I want to know. I'm I'm confused by this. Yeah, my burger sucked. And, and it okay, was a burger. And okay, they came out and they handed me a medium well burger, and I was like, I did not ask for medium well. I want a medium burger. So they take it back in the back. They're like, Oh, let us fix this. They take it back in the back. They come right back out. Not five. Not even five minutes later, with ice with it was the got, same fucking burger it was the same fucking burger okay because they have like those little sticks in the burger to indicate the um doneness of said burger and it had two blue sticks in it to indicate medium well they came out and there was one blue stick in it and one hole where the other blue stick had been <laughs> it was clearly <laughs> the same burger but to be fair i ordered a medium too and mine did say medium and it was well done anyway it was well done there was not a fucking lick of pink Ugh. in it I mean, and maybe that's why it tastes and metallic. It my gross. sister's my sister's salad was gross. She said like she? half of it was looked like old. Ugh. Mm-hmm. I was and I was thinking their salads looked a lot better than her burgers, and I was like, maybe we should have. Done. I'm glad we didn't go for like that thirty dollar drink because you know how disappointing we would have been Ugh. if it sucked. Like so they get these cool potion bowls, but like thirty bucks. Yeah. Like just it's a no go. The haunted house, Lakewood, don't go. Just it's just Cleveland don't. Heights. Oh, is it Cleveland Heights? Yeah. Okay, fine. Cleveland Heights. Don't go. It's, it's a no go. It's if you're if you're in the area, it's where Melt used to be. Yeah, that's yeah. where it is. Just don't don't go. It's a pass. Hard pass. It's a hard pass. I was really disappointed. And I think it's a franchise, so I gotta imagine it's got the same. Um, I don't know menus if it was a and... franchise. Oh, it's not. I thought it was. I don't. I don't know. How did we not even get waters? People, we didn't even get waters. Like, the table next to us, they got waters as soon as they sat down. It took yeah. us like 30 minutes to get a drink. Yeah. Like a, be- like a, not even like a liquor beverage. Like, I ordered root beer. Yeah. Root beer it took 30 minutes to get. So. And then when I did order uh, a drink, it took forever to get it took that. An hour to get your your liquor drink. Yes, yeah. yeah it took see. forever. We were finished with dinner by that point. We were completely finished. That's why I did drink it so fast because it was like drink was like dinner was over. It was your dessert. Yeah. <laughs> oh. And then you got to taste it twice. You I got to sure taste everything did. twice. Everything I threw up. Everything I ate. Sorry, sorry. We had to shit on that for a little bit. So that was our. Uh, that's her that unpimping. Was, that was Chaos's birthday experience. Yeah, that was our unpimping for the night. Yeah. Um, so don't go there. Don't go there. Um, should we tell them who we are and what we do now that we've gotten that little bullshit out of the <laughs> now way? Now that we've gotten that out our of the way. Our little check-in out of the way, yeah. Yeah, sure. Um, we are the Mostly Podcast at Night. Mostly. We are two best friends of 20 years who bicker and banter our way through a different horror movie each week. We take turns picking the the flicks so you don't have to. We also pick the vicks, whatever that means. I pick my vicks. Do you vapor rub? No, vicks, like victims. Oh, (laughs) oh, that kind of vicks. How does your mind not go there automatically to victims? You go to vicks, vapor rub, and I go to victims. Yeah. That's telling, isn't it? I suppose it That's is. That's telling. Yes, it is. Because I just call them victims. <laughs> I'm not up on the lingo. Lingo? Being the an, serial killer being lingo. Being an old v- <laughs> vampire as I am. God. <laughs> um, 
Um, and uh, spoilers ahead and expletives ahead. This is a new movie-ish. Yeah. 2019? No, 2021, actually. Oh, 2021. Yeah, because I got the year right here for my part. See? Oh, okay. So this is a new movie, but we're going to spoil it anyway. Yes. Um, and I think that's it. Oh, um, we... Uh, I have to say that our friendship lives in the hashtag Mariana's Trench of Hate where we MMA style brawl it out when we don't see eye to eye on horror movies because that is our hashtag friendship goals. We've been friends for too long, I've decided. For too long. I decided that this morning. It's like, we've been friends too long. Do we have to stop being friends now? We have to stop being friends now. We need a distinct cooling off period for at least five years. Oh. No, um, and this week, um, before I go into what, well, no, I'll go into what we did, and then I'll describe why we did it, why I picked it, because this was a carnage pick this week, mm-hmm. and I picked Things Heard and Seen. It, again, it was done in 2021. It was distributed by Netflix, which is why I think it's got a TVMA for the rating. Mm. Um, it was two hours, one minute long, and it got a 5.3 on the IMDb scale, and I will be asking you about the tomato meter, but real fast before I do... I picked this one because it's March's Women in Horror Month, and this was actually directed and co-written and co-directed by Sherry Springer Bergman, based on the book by Elizabeth Brundage, All Things Cease to Appear. Yes. What about the tomato meter? And those are women. Those, yes, they're, yes, they are. They're all women, except for the guy that co-directed it. Yes. Um, so glad you asked about the tomato meter because you see it is sitting at a green splotch, 39%. Critics consensus, the terrors in things heard and seen are overwhelmed by a banal and uninspired adaptation that fails to connect to its haunting source material. Audience score, even lower than that, 22%. Uh-huh. Okay, before we even get into this, I'm going to ask you a question. Yeah. Um, what were your thoughts? Oh, we're going to thoughts already, huh? Yeah, because I want to know what your thoughts were before we got into this. Because those scores are really low for what I thought. I, I didn't like it at all. Damn. Well, okay, we'll get into that, I guess, then. All right, let's do cast, then. Okay. Uh, Catherine was Amanda Seyfried. Uh, she played Ms. Mamma Mia and Mean Girls. George was James Norton. From Flatliners, Belle, and Little Women, the new one. Willis was Natalia Dyer. Okay, she was from Stranger Things, Velvet, Buzzsaw, and Yes, God, Yes. Not sure why I did that with that accent, sorry. Eddie was Alex Newstetter. He's from Josie and Jack, Low Tide, and Colony. Cole was Jack Gore. From Billions, The Kids Are Alright, and Wonder Wheel. Floyd was F. Murray Abraham. I'm going to pause for a second because I fucking love F. Murray Abraham. He's in one of my favorite movies of all time, which is Amadeus Salieri. He's amazing. Won an Oscar. Deserved. Oh. Well deserved. Awesome. And he was also in the Grand Budapest Hotel, Inside Llewellyn Davis, Mighty Aphrodite, many, many movies over the years. Cool. And Justine was Rhea Seahorn. Uh, She was in Better Call Saul, I Hate Kids, and The Shaggy Dog. And I do have two honorable mentions. We've got Mare, the realtor, was played by Karen Allen from Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. And Travis, her husband and sheriff, is Michael O'Keefe from Caddyshack. 
Nice. I wondered if you were going to mention Mare because of, Yay. yes. Nerd, please. I mean, nerd, Raiders please. of the Lost Ark. You got to Don't want to lose Mare. my nerd card. Yeah, right. I can't do that. I can't lose my nerd card. No, not at all. Do you want a little summary? I would love one of Carnage's famous five-second summaries. Okay. Man is a lying douche canoe, and one lies snowballs after moving family into haunted house, and things go awry. Things go very awry. So should we get into the summary, and then you could tell me why you didn't like it as we go? Yeah, sure. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay, you'll be honest, and no, no, you won't be. You'll be overly honest. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I have to find, actually, I'm going to do the best I can here, because there's actually, are you on uh, Wikipedia for your... Yeah, I'm just looking for it. I don't know where it went. Oh, well, I just need a plot thing. Because um, I know, I just watched it last night, and I just need a guideline, because things heard and seen. Is it things heard and seen? Yes, it is. Um, there it is. I just need a guideline, because I saw the whole thing just last night. And I enjoyed it. I'm disappointed. Okay, but you've got this New York couple. You've got Catherine, who's... Um, an art restorer and her husband George who apparently was a painter but now just got his doctorate bullshit um and their kid Franny and they live in New York they live in the city which is very expensive and it's the 80s it's 1980 actually so when I was born that's when this is set yep um probably shouldn't admit that that's when I was born but that's okay um George's dad has cut them off and that's how, you know, they were kind of making ends meet, apparently, because George was going to doctorate school. Yeah, Catherine didn't know that. And she was an art restorer. Um, and they were living in Manhattan. Yep. Yes. All correct. With their daughter, Franny. With their daughter, Franny, yes. So the same day Franny's having her birthday, George is um, announcing that he finished his dissertation and he got a job offer at a small college in Saginaw, which no one's impressed by because it's a small private college. Like, you're a doctorate, dude. What are you doing? But we find out more why later. Why? Yes, we do. So uh, George has taken it upon himself to find this one house who he impresses upon his wife that he really wants this house it's built in the 1800s it's near saginaw mm-hmm. um which is what's that uh chosen new york what's the city i can't remember what it's, it's something i thought it was chosen new york yeah chosen thank you and they leave all their new york friends behind yeah and they end up in this old ass house yes which it's a cool house it is but it's creepy because it reminds me a lot of mine even though mine was built in the 40s it's got the same like curved entrance ways and it's like ew gross <laughs> yeah um, and it was built earlier than that but it probably was like updated maybe that's what it was was updated because yeah i think that first picture the Catherine later goes to the historical society it says like i think it's like from 1790 or something yeah like the original owners mm-hmm Anyway, Catherine doesn't know anything about this house. George picked it out. He basically took her on a tour, even though it's basically the deal's done. He's decided for them. Yeah. So Amanda gives up her job. Gives up Catherine. I call her Amanda. Sorry. Yes, Catherine. Oh, my gosh. I I can only see her as Amanda. I don't know why. But gives up their home. Gives up her job. Gives up her friends. To be isolated and shows in New York. With no job. Just Franny. 
Yeah. And these two boys that just happened by the house. They, they offered their, their services. Yeah. I thought they were going to turn out to be something sinister, but they didn't. I did too when they were looking at the house. for like They're watching them move in. I was like, oh God, it's like children of the corn. Yeah. Catherine's got some issues with bulimia. Yep. George seems like from the onset a perfect husband. He's a Gary Stewart first. He worries about his wife, worries about his daughter. He's a dick, though. He's a total That dick. is... No, I know. But I'm just like, for the first, like, 10 minutes. But then he bulldozes. Like, I can't stand this guy. Yeah. Like, he brings Chad to the new level of Chadness. Yes, he wins our Chad Award for sure, I think. I can't even describe. Okay, but we won't get into that yet. Because we can't get into that quite yet. Because it hasn't quite started yet. Yes, he kind of bulldozed over like they're moving to Saginaw because of his job and he bought the house okay so he bulldozed a little bit Mm -hmm. they still on the surface seem to have a loving marriage Mm -hmm. and it seems all nice and content Mm -hmm. okay but the house is haunted awesome fucking love haunted house yeah I was excited about the haunted house love haunted house movie poor Franny her little okay if you weren't like freaked out by clowns before she's got this little clown lamp yeah. yeah, like sizzles with electricity. And uh, then she she sees ghosts. She um, sees like this woman. Her First, her like rocking chair in her room just moves. Mm-hmm. Of its own accord. Which, it's enough to bring her into the bed. Which you know, freaks bed. her out. And yeah, she goes and sleeps in her parents' bed. But eventually she does see a woman sitting in it. It's a common occurrence for Franny to go running into her parents' bed at night, though. Yeah. Enough so George gets pissed off and stops. Yeah. Like, with them. Like, he stopped sleeping with them, which is odd, but okay. <sighs> oh, well, George is just a dick, so. Uh, but he starts his job in Saginaw. These boys come around, um, Cole and Eddie. Mm-hmm. They're brothers that, you know, their uncle takes care of them. We don't know a whole lot about them. Mm-hmm. Not as sinister as we thought they'd be, though. They just no. seem to help around the house. And Cole's actually a great babysitter, even though he's like, what would you say he is, like 12, 13? Yeah, I was surprised Cole was the babysitter because I was just like, um, Cole looks like he needs a babysitter. I, I well, it was the 80s, too, so I don't know. Maybe. maybe but I, I babysat when I was 12. Yeah, so. that's true. We, it was a different time back then when we trusted 12-year-olds to watch our toddlers. To watch toddlers, yes. <laughs> like, I don't know. I only babysat once, though. Oh, okay. But I was only 12. And I mean, there wasn't a problem. It was at the time your sister jumped off and broke her like chin. No, I that was was, okay. I was talking about specifically I babysat other people's children. I was Uh, expected to look after my sister all the time, too. Yeah, (laughs) that I started doing much younger than 12. (laughs) Yeah, my brother, too. He cut off all my hair when I was four. Nice. So little siblings. Yeah, um, no, there was an incident when my sister was how old? I think I was seven. And she, no, she would have only been two. So it was, it was older than that. Um, it's my favorite story ever. Oh my God. She, anyway, we were in a living room with hardwood floors and she jumped off of an ottoman yelling, catch me, Peter Pan, catch me. Because she was playing Wendy, and I wasn't paying much attention to what she was doing. 
until then. Good big sister. Good big sister. <laughs> I didn't know she would throw herself off an ottoman. <laughs> At least I was on a cliff or the Grand Canyon or something, I guess. I don't and, know. Um, <laughs> and she landed shin first on the floor uh, and had to be taken to the hospital. We were lucky we were alive with us younger kids. You older kids just neglected us. Just saying. Well, I, why was I... Why was I watching her in the first place? That's why was my brother that. watching me? No, I know. <laughs> we were playing... <laughs> Anyway, so what was the what was the point of that? Oh, Cole. Yeah, um, Cole. He watches Franny, and Eddie does stuff around the house, like he chops wood. He does all sorts of stuff. He does paint. He does maintenance. He does the yard um, work. Yeah, he paints the house. He's a kindred spirit, though, because he's a musician. He's an artist too, because he's a musician. Yeah, so, so he and Catherine hit it off really well. Right. Which. The cracks start appearing. Yes. Soon. So George is very popular at his school. Very popular. He makes friends with Floyd. Um, yeah, he his dissertation is on um here, let's see. Has is isn't it 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 has to do with Emanuel Swedenborg, who turns out to be a real dude who wrote this book, Heaven and Hell. It's a book on the afterlife. Mm-hmm. It was published in 1758. He was a pluralistic Christian theologian, scientist, philosopher, and mystic. Um, he had a prolific career as an inventor and scientist. But then at 53, he entered into a spiritual phase in which he began to experience dreams and visions. Um, uh, he was a very interesting character and um uh yeah he was just i don't know i just was fascinated to find out that he was real because so much of this movie this um like what's his name um george's department head like is obsessed with him basically mm-hmm. and gives him a copy of the book when he gets the job who was the painter that um because it was a, it was it was in correlation with the painter he worked with the swedenberg like the relationship there was it innis it was innis okay. yeah because when they first started the movie, they showed all these different paintings. And I could have sweared one of them was a Frederick Thomas Church painting, not Innes. But I'm going to have to go back and actually watch the first five minutes of this. Because I swear to God, it's a print of Frederick. Remember Frederick Thomas Church? Mm-hmm. He did that storm painting that I like so much. Uh, yeah, I like it too. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's another one that I actually have a print of that I could swear was in the first five minutes. So I don't think that was all Thomas Innes, or Innes rather. That was in the um, first opening scenes. But I'll have to look back at that. Because that, I was like, ooh, Frederick Thomas Church. And then I was like, oh, no, it wasn't apparently supposed to be. Yeah. So this was about the, and it was about, his dissertation was had this section that was about Innes' obsession with Swedenborg. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Floyd was obsessed with Swedenborg and gave him a copy of the book. You find many of the townspeople are, too. Yeah, yeah, a lot of them are obsessed with the Swedenberg guy, which is really 
strange. Well, they live kind of like in a, and they mentioned like they live in an older town with older houses. They're the caretakers of the houses, not the owners. They just, they, they feel very, um, I feel like they're a very spiritual town. Many of the townspeople are just very spiritual and very. Yeah, this is just not, he's not, um, I mean, this is very like, this dude was Swedish. Like, this, so this wasn't chef. this wasn't an area known for like Swedish immigrants or no, anything. It wasn't. You know what I mean? No. It's just kind of interesting. Um, I had never heard of the guy before, but um, he, he let me see. So he he um, had he was a scientist. Um, the King Charles the Twelfth of Sweden. Um, was a point he appointed he appointed him to the board of mines and he was like um like a a mining guy or like like a mine guy and he designed a flying machine and interesting and 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 all this but then he had all this like weird christian stuff that at two that was different was he the swedish leonardo da vinci maybe he was like the Swedish Leonardo He was a da Renaissance Vinci. man, for sure. Yes, he was. It's very interesting. So the first, um, go back to the movie. Yeah, let's. I wasn't sure if you had any more. Okay. So the first crack that starts appearing is when George has Franny at the library and we meet Willis. Mm-hmm. Willis is just one of the town's girls. Mm-hmm. George starts hitting on her hard. Eddie's cousin Willis. Eddie's cousin Willis. Yeah. And George starts hitting on her. Like immediately. Just like gross yeah. first of all she's like at least 10 years younger yeah second of all you're married okay first you're married i should say it that way first you're married yes and you've only been married for like four years we find out like you haven't even been married that long second of all uh gross she's 10 years younger than you mm-hmm. third of all you're in front of your daughter yeah his daughter's right there and willis even calls him out at first like oh yeah your wife your wife just hired my cousin mm-hmm like and is that your daughter like yeah like yeah and i had hopes for willis and then you know i get it though but first crack crack mm-hmm. number one that he's a douchebag the second one is well uh, uh catherine comes home finds franny alone and finds george having a grand old time by himself in the shower yeah which this is after she's found this this old Bible. I was hoping this old Bible would come into it more. Yeah, she finds an old Bible containing a family tree of the pre- of the original owners of the house who built the house, the Smiths, and some of the names are scratched out and marked "damned." And I was hoping some there would be something to do with this would come into it more, but it really didn't. Yeah, not really. Yeah. It's too bad, too. And that's... She finds everything like that. She found that in the kitchen above the cabinets. And she finds, like... The ring, too, there. An antique ring, which she begins wearing. Um, I like the little... Like, the ghostly... Waviness of the camera that goes through. Mm -hmm. Like, as she finds the ring. Um, Yeah, so he's... uh, So she comes upon him. And... um, Like... Crack... God, I can just keep thinking cracks the whole time. Crack. She, you know, he then separates himself out further and further from 
Catherine, like, he won't sleep in the bed with her anymore because Franny keeps coming in. Mm-hmm. Crack. He insists on having all his colleagues over mm-hmm. and um, them throwing a party. And it seems to go well at first. Yeah. Like, Catherine doesn't know anyone. She feels isolated. Like, you could feel her isolation. She has no one there. But luckily... She gets to meet people as it goes. Yeah. Like Justine. Um, she, yeah, she befriends George's colleague, Justine, who's like the, who's like a weaver she, in the, at the college. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, um, Justine's really cool. I, I like her. Justine. Yeah, I do too. And Bram, her husband, Bram. Mm, yeah, her husband, the Bram. The smoking Bram. Yeah. <laughs> that was funny. That the night when they come home that he's so high that... They have a little tiff in the car. Oh, is that the first time? I think so. So he gets stoned with Bram. Mm-hmm. George does. And um, he starts acting like an asshole in the car, like driving crazy. And Amanda, like, gets out of the car. Catherine. Damn it. God damn it. <laughs> Catherine gets out of the car. And they actually get a little into a little tussle because he's trying to drag her back into the car. Yeah, he's trying to drag her back into the car. And she, like, falls and, like, rolls down away from the road a little bit and cuts her cheek. Mm-hmm. Crack. Crack. It doesn't look good because they come back to the house and Cole sees her with her face fucked up. Yeah. So it's not looking good. No. Um... And then, yes, he insists on having these this part, this big party to show how wonderful they are. Like, he's so concerned about being popular. Like, with his students, with his colleagues. Like, it's a big thing for him to... Like, I feel like it's a big thing for him to be popular. Yeah, which... This is where Catherine finally finds out that the previous owners uh, were Eddie and Cole's parents. And they died in this horrific murder-suicide by... Um, by the the dad spirit well the dad the spirit. father i mean the father <laughs> i mean the father okay so here's something i didn't like um the one of the things about this author is that he didn't think that uh, that spirits were good or evil he thought they just were and they brought that out in you they like amplified what already existed within you so it was like there was a there was this potential to have an evil spirit in the home but oh you didn't get that okay i could see that well but i disagree because you kind of did in the father spirits but no it wasn't in the end you don't get to see no i'm i'm telling you that's what this guy believed that that he didn't believe in good and bad spirits. He believed that spirits just were. And they brought out either good or bad in you. So this father spirit that's like a, quote, negative spirit is just bringing out the badness in George. Yeah, because he was already bad before they got to the house. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I agree but with that. But it's, it's like, it's, it's amplifying his badness. I agree. Instead of being like a bad spirit. And I kind of didn't like that. I wanted it to be an evil spirit. I wanted there to be oh. like, like I wanted this to be more of like a classic horror movie where there's like a bad spirit. Like there's an evil spirit. There's something, there's an adversary besides just George being a dickhead. It was too much of a drama. 
Yeah. Okay. I gotcha. Um, lost my train of thought, but I gotcha. Sorry. No, it's okay. Uh, yeah, so the party she finds out about the previous owners. And she meets Floyd there, and he says, let's have a seance. Yes. She, well, she, that happens before the big party. She meets, he brings Floyd back oh, to the house. Right. He he brings Floyd. They go out on Floyd's boat. They go sailing on Floyd's boat. He tells Floyd about his cousin who was 19 and drowned on his boat. Sadly drowned. Sadly drowned. And then he found his books. And then um, George inherited the boat and found, like, took his diaries to learn more about him. And uh, and then they he brings Floyd back to the house and Floyd sees that Catherine's been reading the book and gets all excited and tells her there's a spirit in the house. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because Floyd asked George, have you read the book yet? Uh, not really. And then he comes home and it's like, oh, it's not a setup. I was just reading it, you know. Um, query. Yes. Jumping to the end a little bit. Not really, though. I'm pretty sure George killed his cousin. Do you agree? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. George killed his cousin. All right. So... After finding, I guess that's, yeah, she found out that the previous, what happened to the previous owner, Cole and Eddie's dad and mom, and then she tells Floyd that she's ready to have the seance. Okay. So, meanwhile, George, in one of his runs, finds Willis's farm. Mm-hmm. And they start their passionate affair. Yes. Crack. Dick. Now they've been married four years. I know. Not even, like... And you're getting it regularly. Like, they had a scene where you're still getting it. Yeah. Okay. Again, I just. Anyway. Um, they have the seance. Oh, yeah. Um, so they have an argument. They argue because she's furious that he didn't tell her about the house. Um, and then a radio begins playing, like, all this uh, just just disruption junk sounds and it only stops even when it's unplugged it doesn't stop until george smashes it and then Catherine tells george to take franny to go see his parents and then she has the seance oh yes that's what goes yes and that's when we find the spell of ella spirit of ella which is eddie and cole's mom yes um we actually get like spiritual stuff happening like the uh the you and you know at the tablecloth moves and she's trying to communicate with Catherine, but all of a sudden like you get this male spirit in there which i'm assuming is ella's husband right to shut her down right and seance sad and to seance yes um um and that's what floyd tells her you know there's someone else in the house yeah be obviously. careful and I was like, okay, cool. This is an ominous, like, warning. We've got an omen here. Let's have something happen from this. Well, it kind of does, and it kind of doesn't. It does at the end, but it doesn't, you know, it doesn't yeah. come into play a whole lot, so. Right. Um, George takes his class on a school trip. Now, Justine's getting a little suspicious of him. Um, they have a little tete-a-tete actually at the party before, mm-hmm. you know, he goes away with his parents. And 
he, he grabs her wrist and doesn't let go. Like he's like he shows his cruel bastardy side to her, and it like it concerns her. Yeah, it's to the point where you know he she he she he she he takes his class who beloves they love him they absolutely adore him mm-hmm. takes him on a trip to the the city to go to the Mets and Justine's like oh I'm coming with you as another chaperone yeah she starts following him around yeah big time which I don't blame her no but while they're there she overhears a run-in he has with his old one of his old professors his old um advisor from was columbia was? i think he went to columbia he did go to columbia i thought it was just yeah. a professor no okay. it was his advisor who he had asked to uh write him a recommendation um for his job search but who did not do so because we find out he didn't finish his dissertation he didn't graduate yeah there's he never finished like he's not, liar he's not really a doctor yeah he liar, forged liar, liar. he forged his um his transcripts he forged his letter of recommendation like he forged it to send on to Saginaw, and that's why he went with a private school mm-hmm. because no one would check that shit right well apparently after he has this run-in because he's he the district the advisor hears his kids call him professor well how are they calling you professor oh i'm just a substitute teacher i'm you know but they called you professor Apparently that's a big thing. Whatever. I would call even a substitute teacher professor, but yeah. what the fuck do I know? Oh, well, I just, I just get tired of correcting them. It's like, yeah, I, if I was a student, I would, I wouldn't be making a distinction either. I'd be like professor. Right. Yeah. Like we even called some of our student teachers professors. So whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Um, it's not that big of a thing, but anyway, Justin, Justine overhears all this and funnily enough, not long. At, well, I think it's while he's away. That's when um, Catherine goes to return some books and find out about Willis, the affair. Because one of the books that that she had in George's car was Willis's book, really. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. She's like, I'll pay for the, um, I'll pay the late fees, and the librarian's like, oh, this one isn't yours. You know, it's Willis. Somebody. Willis is a. She even says Willis is a, um, what is it? It could be a boy or a girl's name. I can't remember. But she's, like, leading her to, like, this is what's going on. Like, apparently the townspeople know, or they can at least figure it out. Like, it's a girl's name. And then even Franny goes, oh, daddy's friend. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I was, like, so hopeful then, because I'm like, go, Catherine. She goes and opens a bank account with just her name, and it's so great, and... No. Things still continue. They have the winter holidays. Well, she starts. I mean, that's the the, the process is starting. Um, So Justine, I think Justine brings it up to Floyd or no. See, I thought the advisor called Floyd. No, the advisor called Floyd. I'm sorry. Yeah, because the advisor calls Floyd and Floyd confronts George admits that he forged the recommendation right but he begs for time after the holidays because he you know his whole family's in Catherine's whole family's in for the holidays because we do it after the holidays which Floyd says because they're friends he lets them have you know Mm -hmm. but real fast before we go to that 
during the holidays, we find out that, oh, George's cousin, he was such a great painter. He painted these little scenes. So in the beginning, Catherine says, where are your little beach scenes? I wanted to put them over the piano. Oh, I left them at the office. And even Justine comments, they're beautiful. You did these? Oh, yeah, I just did them. No, it was his cousin's paintings. It was his cousin's passing paintings. Passing them off on his own. He freaking stole his dead cousin's paintings and told everybody that they were his and hung them up in his office so that nobody would see them at home. Crack. Double crack. Double crack. Because that's two things. That's like something is wrong here with the marriage and something is wrong here with the cousin. Yeah. And so... Catherine's pissed. She leaves the table. Yeah. Oh, this is great, though. Catherine's pissed. She leaves the table. She's vomiting. And George thinks she's vomiting because she's making because herself her sick again. Believe- well, she is. Well, I didn't know. You know, she's like, and she says she's sick because of her, she's sick of her marriage. You know, she's actually yeah. sick. Um, but the doors, like, there's like 10 feet between them. And the door slams shut in his face and deadbolts. And I love it because you know it's. You know, what it's the, the Ella Ella's protecting him. Ghost protecting him, yes. Protecting her, yeah. I love that part. As, as I talk, I'm going like this with the microphone. I'm such like a professional. Doing what I'm doing. Like, I haven't done this for four years. I don't, I, what am I doing? I can't imagine what is wrong with the microphone. <laughs> so that ends the holidays. And when George goes back, he meets up with Floyd. But Floyd's going, to, they had an appointment the following day. And he runs into Floyd going down to set sail. So before this happens, though, Catherine is like jumps Eddie. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. I, I think it's the same day, isn't it? It might even be the same day that it happens. <laughs> might be. I just uh, that happens first in the movie. Um, but then George goes out on Floyd's boat. Like he's supposed to have, they're supposed to have a meeting, but he sees that Floyd's going out on his boat and he convinces Floyd to have the meeting on the boat, which is like, oh my God, Floyd. That so nobody happened a, to his cousin. Come such a now. bad, bad idea, Floyd. Yeah. The next time we, they, they, Floyd mentions like, well, I have to take the stage, HR. I can't not. And you know what's going to happen. You're going to lose your job. And the scene ends. And the next time we see George, he's soaking fucking wet. So we can imagine what happens to Floyd. We know what happened to Floyd. And unfortunately, that's when he runs into Justine. And she makes her accusations. Like, I'm going to be watching you from now on. Yeah. Well, then he just killed one person. So he gets in his car to follow Justine. And he runs her off the road. Which I thought this was funny because she's driving like a Volvo which is like the safest fucking vehicle alive. Yeah. And he's driving like this little shit box car. I don't even know what it is. But somehow she managed to get her off the road. I know. And there's like no damage to his car. Yeah, I know. The same night, so he he runs her off the road and that same night he comes home and we have to see his naked butt. I did not need to see that. Didn't want to see his naked butt, no. This is the night that they really have it out. Mm-hmm. And you're screaming from Franny, and all of a sudden, uh, George goes in there, and that's when the clown explodes, the clown lamp. Mm-hmm. It just explodes, which no one thinks is weird at all. But, yeah. Yeah. It's just bad. Yeah. And... That later that morning, or you know, the next it's the next early morning that Catherine gets the call about Justine. 
And she just knows. Like, she doesn't know it was him, but I, I feel but like she gets a feeling. She knows. Yeah. yeah. Especially when she hears about Floyd, too, his body coming up from the Hudson. George goes to Joe goes to teach. I like this part. He goes to teach, and um, he's mentioned something about Floyd's death. Because they put him in his role as chairman. Well, this is before that happens. Um, he goes to teach his class and he puts on a, a, a slide and it's the, the painting from the cover of the book that, uh, Floyd gave him. Mm -hmm. And then he changes the slide and it's the painting of the cover. It's, it's the, the painting. It's the same painting. Over and over and over again. And over and over and over and over. And he's like screaming like, why? What's going on? Why is this Who happening? Who did this? Who did this? And it's funny. Crack. Crack. <laughs> Back home, Catherine is preparing to leave with Franny, but George leaves earlier and catches her. Yeah, he actually, he goes to the... So Franny was taking these drugs to help her sleep. He goes and gets them filled. Yeah. And then he, he hands Catherine. So she drinks these protein drinks for her bulimia. Yeah. And he's like, oh, you didn't drink your protein drink again. He's drugged her drink. Right. And she drinks it. She drinks it. I know. Why would you drink anything he handed you, woman? <sighs> he... Sees all her luggage, you know. He sees Franny's fully dressed in bed. Oh, she's asleep early. No, she's fully dressed in bed. All the luggage is in the car. Um, like I would have been gone by ten a.m. I yeah, mean, I don't know why she waited. Like I honestly, no. Like why even put Franny to sleep? Like yeah, just like, go get her. No, like we're gone. As as soon as he goes to work, we are gone. We're out of here. Yeah. Um, but no, he gets a chance to drug her. Um. She's able to make her way upstairs. Like, he leaves her outside after dumping all of her stuff out of the car, but then she throws it back in. And she's able to make her way up the stairs with Ella's help, like Ella's encouragements. But unfortunately, she only makes it as far as the the bed. And that's when George comes in with an axe. Yeah. And this is when you hear the father's, like, spirit for the first time other than the seance saying, you know. Well, there's one other time that the father's spirit appears when he asks, he says... If you're around, give me a sign. And then a crow crashes through the window. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. That's pretty sweet. <laughs> like one time I had the subtitles on and it said, uh, Catherine's looking up. This is way before. And Catherine's looking out the window and it says crow cause. And it's a fucking vulture. I'm like, that's not a crow. That's a vulture. <laughs> oh, yeah. The vulture. But the subtitles are like crow cause. I'm like, really? Oh, subtitles? Come on. Vultures don't even call. They hiss. It's the only noise they can make. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, George takes the axe and he fucking slaughters her. Oh, yeah. He slaughters her good. But it's the 80s. So he goes, he leaves a note for Cole not to wake her and just to give Franny her juice. And he comes home after work all innocent like, Oh, my wife's been killed. Somebody killed my wife. Yeah. Which, because it's the 80s, yes, they think she could have been killed earlier, but they don't quite have lividity. They don't have the tools that we have now to figure out time of death as well. Right. So they think that, yes, yeah, she could technically have been killed earlier, but maybe not. Um, She's not the most reliable, you know. 
actor as far as a grieving husband goes. Let's put it that right. way. And Travis is like, I think it's him, but I need one more clue. I need one more hint. And luckily it's when Justine wakes up. Yeah, because Catherine's soul joins forces with Ella's. Mm-hmm. Um, they awaken Justine and show her what George did. Justine speaks to the police and to avoid being arrested... George tries to escape on his cousin's boat, which is called, I can't remember, but it's relevant. Oh, I can't remember what it's called. I can see it and I can't, yeah. But it's relevant. It it means something. It's relevant to the plot. This means something. No, (laughs) Um... A storm arrives and George's boat disappears in the flames in a scene that resembles the painting from earlier. Yeah, it looks like hell. However, in the the cross in the painting is upside down, indicating that George is damned. Well, it's all red and right, and it's all damned. And- uh, it's all damned. It's all red. <laughs> yeah, it looks like a sunset. End movie. End movie. Uh, Lost Horizon is the name of the boat. Lost Horizon. Yes. Yes. And and he so killed his cousin. Probably because his cousin was more talented than him. Okay, I hate how his, like, his dad's like, well, he was a big homo. And Catherine's oh. like, that is just so repugnant. I was like, go, Catherine. You tell, yeah, Catherine. tell him. You tell him. So you did not like this movie. No. Um, That makes me sad. Mm-hmm. Well, you said it's mostly because... It, the supernatural drama yeah the supernatural element was not enough for me i didn't think that it um i wanted more more ghosts and i it was interesting that like the guy that they were obsessed with it was interesting but i don't know um i didn't like the format of it i didn't i either and i didn't like the way they told the story um the i read i read i read (laughs) i I read i read about the book excuse me all things cease to appear by elizabeth brunage and it sounds uh like it was just the the story was told in a much better way and I, it sounds like something that I would probably like better. The book? The book, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I definitely, I, um, look it up on Goodreads. It sounds like, it sounds like a, a better story. Okay. I'm sad. I was hoping you'd like it because I actually really enjoyed it. Um, I love a good haunted house flick. The way you like vampire or werewolf flicks, give me a good haunted house flick anytime. I love a good haunted house flick too. I just didn't think this was a good haunted house flick. I'm sorry you didn't think that. Um, I like how I, my opinion is, I know you didn't like this part of it, but I like how George was already evil and it just kind of enhanced his evilness. And I, I like the enhancement part as to more of a possession part, you know, like he was already fucking evil. 
Yeah. It just helped it. It just enhanced his evilness. Like, and how much did it really enhance it? If we think he killed his cousin already, he lied to get a job. I mean, he's a philanderer who was probably philandering before he even left New York. That's it. That's it, though. Like, he, I had, he was already a murderer. That we think. We think. We're not, it's not proven, but we're pretty sure. We're pretty sure he was already a murderer. So, what did the ghost really do? I mean, I want the ghost to, like, be really evil like i want to be scared i want to be scared of the ghost i want to be scared that like this guy is going to be pushed beyond what he's capable of like yeah okay um i was a little thrown off like it was an early red herring with eddie and cole i really thought they'd play more of a role that they did um but yeah on all i liked the story Mm-hmm. I like the characters. I feel like they were not cardboard, except for Franny. I mean, she was a little kid. Yeah. You know, you didn't see a whole lot of her. She was basically just a, almost like a plot device. Like she was the reason they got married because she was already, you know, Catherine was already pregnant with her. Right. She, she's just the plot device to make it a seemingly happy family. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just a couple, you know. So, and who knows if they would have even gotten married if she hadn't gotten pregnant, so... Yeah, right. Um, I like the acting. I like the death. No, there's <laughs> only one death, really. Well, no, there's two deaths, I'm sorry, um, that you saw on screen. But, and Floyd's, you didn't even see on screen. It just happened. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was my thought. I, I, I did enjoy it. It didn't, it wasn't a slow burn. It moved at a good, even, I feel like even at two hours, it moved at a good clip. I wasn't bored by it. Um, and it kept me this as the story evolved, especially with George, as the cracks started appearing, it kept me engaged. Mm-hmm. I will say as to like, Oh, what is this? Do you like, at first I thought it was gonna be like, Oh, it's going to be, you know, a haunted house story. But that is, as soon as he hit on Willis, I was like, Ooh, like the buying of the house, the moving him to New York thing, I was like, okay, well, that's just kind of alpha 80s male thing. That's not that big. But then, ew, gross. Like, his grossness started appearing. It was like, ew, he's not quite right. Something's wrong with him, you know? Mm-hmm. It was just, it, as the cracks, like, as I said, as the cracks appeared, it kept me more and more engaged as to, this motherfucker has to die in a horrible death. <laughs> I didn't get that horrible death. Like, I was kind of disappointed by the ending because I, I wanted... To see like beasts come from the sea and rip them apart, and that's what he deserved. And I didn't get that satisfaction, so I was kind of left down by that. But all in all, I did enjoy the movie. So, okay, that is my opinion. So, I'm, do you want to rate to it? Um, yeah, I guess we should probably because it's getting late. Um, I enjoyed it. I will probably watch it again, but I'm not going to buy it. So I'll say like six point seven eight two. Okay. How about you? Well, um, so I thought it was too predictable. Um, I kind of just expected everything that happened. I was like, yeah, this is going to happen. Yeah, that's going to happen. Yeah, that's going to happen. So I wasn't really pleased by that. And I I agree with you. I didn't get the ending I wanted. I wanted wanted the the evil ghost to rip into shreds or something, Mm -hmm. you know? Like... I really wanted that to happen, and that That'd didn't happen. It just like, 
I thought the ending was lackluster. So I'm going to, and and then the other things that I already previously said that I didn't enjoy, I'm really only at like a 2.5. That's low. Yeah. That's like strangers level. Yeah. Disappointing. Yeah. Well, I guess we're going to have to fight it out on the fucking round. I, I guess I, mean, I don't really think it's worth fighting about. Like, it's your opinion, you know? Like, no, this isn't one that I, this isn't one that I feel like I need to fight you over. Like... It's just a different kind of movie. Yeah. It's a different kind of horror. I just didn't enjoy it. Yeah. But I don't feel like fighting you like I did for like Final Destination of the Purge. Like. Right. You're not being an asshole about it. It's just like you were for Final Destination. (laughs) (laughs) Just your, it's not your, it's not your kind of movie. No. But for me it's like, yeah. You know, except for the end. But Um, there is no fan fiction. I feel like the only fan fiction I want to make is a beast comes out of the sea, like a killer whale comes out and chomps him alive. That would have been cool if at, at the end he's sailing into damnation and then like a killer whale just like just free willies it out of the water and then like just chomps right down on him as it's going back down towards the water. Or shark. You know that I found out that's really depressing about whales? What? I'm going to tell you and our listeners, whales don't die of old age. You know how they die? Don't they just give up and stop breathing? They can't. They they drown. They 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 swim until they can no longer make themselves get to the surface, and they drown. Yeah, that's how they die. It's really depressing. It is. Yeah. It's been rolling around in my head for like a week. I just had to get it you out there. You just found this out? Yeah, I just found this out. Oh, like last... I thought you knew that. No, I didn't know that. I just, I never yeah. thought about it before, about how they die. I just thought, you know, they just, I don't know. They just died or something. I never really thought about the mechanics of their death. And then I did. And I was like, well, that's really fucking depressing. <laughs> The more you know, uh, because I just, yeah, think, I just think that's a horrible way to die. That, it, but it's their way of life, though. They probably think dying of old age is probably depressing. No way, man. They're like, they're like, oh man, I'd hate to fall asleep. That sucks. <laughs> okay, funny. They probably think that cancer is depressing. How about that? That's true. They that's more likely than think falling they, asleep they and dying. They don't get. Dep- they don't get cancer, do they? Uh, do they get cancer? I don't know if they do or not. They, they might. I, I have their don't. have their whale doctors diagnosed it though. I mean, how does that work though? Do they just know they have cancer, or they just... well, people know that like sharks don't get cancer. That's true. So I gotta tell you <laughs> a little side note. Speaking of a shark, you know how I like to make up stories. So I got okay. So I have a what is it, like a two inch scar on my hand. Yeah. It's on the wrong side of my wrist, though, guys. So it doesn't look like I tried anything, but it's on the like the front side of my hand. I was telling somebody the other day I got attacked by a shark in Lagiri. <laughs> <laughs> That's my oh, story. Now I'm going to stick to oh, it. Oh, what is the um? What is the monster? The Lagiri monster called? What is the name of it? We have a monster in Lagiri. Yeah, we do. Sure, we do. Did I know this? Did you not know this? I. Let me look up the name. Maybe that'll trigger something. That's why our hockey team is the Lake Erie Monsters. <laughs> so on, am I looking up? What is the monster in Lake Erie? Yeah. What is the name of the monster in Lake Erie? Bessie. Bessie. Okay. Tell him you got into a fight with Bessie. I did not even know this was a thing. Seriously. Yeah. So we've got Bessie instead of Nessie. Got it. Mm-hmm. 
I didn't know its name. I couldn't. I didn't remember its name. But what is the largest creature in Lake Erie? Bessie. No, I'm just kidding. It's sturgeon, guys. I was gonna say, isn't it sturgeon? Yeah. <laughs> Yummy. That's well. That's probably what the monster really is, because they get huge. But that's hysterical. I did not know we had a monster on Lake Erie. Yep. Is there a monster on Lake Huron? The Great Lynx Water Monster of Lake Huron. Okay, so apparently in every lake there's a fucking monster. Oh yeah, okay. for sure. There's I want to see. Called... I want to see a movie about the Lake Erie monster. Oh, that's funny. That sounds fun. Should we wrap this? Yeah, let's wrap. Do we have it. anything else let's that we pimp. want to wrap? Um, I'm gonna pimp my coloring book again. If you like coloring mandalas, I have a coloring book out. It will be linked in the show notes for another week because I like to promote myself. Uh, it's um, 24 mandalas for challenge and relaxation. That's challenge and relaxation. You've got it. How do you like it so far? I love it. I bought a couple of copies. I gave it to my coworkers too. Oh, that's so nice of you. Yeah. Thanks. You're welcome. I wanted to support you as much as I possibly could. Oh, cool. So I bought six. Oh, wow. That's a lot. I know. I still have three more to give out. So, oh, and my brother stole one. <laughs> he saw it. He's like, I have to have one. So I gave him one. Cool. So, Yama. Yeah, awesome. So I've sold like. 20 nice is that 20 orders or 20 books 20 books six are for me <laughs> <laughs> but the 14 are from strangers so there you go yeah um i don't know if it's 20 books or 20 orders anyway it doesn't matter anyway um so it'll be linked in the show notes check it out if you like to color um we are the Mostly Podcast at Night, and we are part of the Morbidly Beautiful Podcast Network. Morbidlybeautiful.com is your place for all things horror. That They will be linked in the show notes, too. They have a great podcast network full of amazing podcasts that are just almost as awesome as we are, so you should definitely check them out. Um, I heard of a new podcast today, not part of our network, but... But I definitely want to check it out. It's called um, Normal Gossip. Okay. It's go- go- gossip about normal things. Like instead of celebrity gossip, it's just normal Like Betty gossip. down at the library. Yeah. Buys her peanut butter from Aldi's. No, it's like gossip. It's like drama. Okay. It's like, it's like instead of celebrity gossip, it's like... Well, you know, like the Coles night crew has major beef with the day shift, you know, stuff like that. Okay, so Jackie, who I work with, would be perfect for that because she has nothing but drama. Yeah. The story she tells. Oh, my God. Yes. Okay. I'm there. I'm there, too. I really want to check this out. So, anyway, that's my pimping for this week. Um, We are on all the social medias at Podcasts at Night. We are on Facebook. We have a Facebook group moderated by our social media maverick maverick we are on instagram and twitter and slasher too um we are we also have oh i know 
I know. I know. Um, I know what it is. Our marketing uh, person is Carnage, and our editor is Chaos. And we have a merch store that we will also link in the show notes. That is a Threadless store that you should definitely go check out. All of our different merch designs designed by Chaos. And that's it from me. So I'll just say thanks for listening and stay bloodthirsty, friends. Good night from Carnage. And as always, we are filmed in front of a live studio audience of missing kitties. Yeah, they're all gone. Where are they? They left us. The hell is that? What What the hell is that? Seriously. They don't love us. That's just rude. 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 Wow.